0: Do you want to build your brand by being a guest on industry-leading podcasts? If you're a business leader, an author, or a speaker, my guess is that you do. Picture this. You, a dynamic executive easily connecting with engaged audiences, turbocharging your top-of-funnel marketing, and creating a treasure trove of content with every episode. Podcasting is a game-changer that you've been waiting for. And PodcastAlly.com is your VIP ticket to podcast PR success. Say goodbye to the ordinary and hello to the extraordinary exposure. Let the Podcast Ally team connect you with the best-in-class podcast for you to be a guest on. Head over to PodcastAlly.com and use the promo code DT for a 10% discount on Podcast Ally services. That's PodcastAlly.com, promo code DT. Welcome to High Octane Leadership with Donald Thompson. This season, we're diving deeper with more solo episodes where I'll share the experiences that have led to recognition by EY, Forbes, Fast Company, and others. Not as a boast, but as milestones on my entrepreneurial path. From growing multimillion dollar firms to successful business exits and building high performance teams with a global perspective. I'll reveal the insights and strategies from my journey and share them with you so that we can win together. Alongside these solo episodes, we'll have industry visionaries and thought leaders who will explore effective leadership. Ready to empower your leadership journey with real success stories? Let's embark on this transformational journey together. Welcome to another episode of High Octane Leadership with Donald Thompson. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart and something that as I've learned to progress in this area It's helped me really accelerate in business both for the work that I'm doing as an individual, but also for the folks that I coach and counsel uh, across various boards that I'm on individually, one-on-one clients that I have. And that is the art of personal branding. And it's really important to understand the distinction, right, between some of the terms that we're gonna get into today, and then we'll talk about why branding matters both at a corporate. Um, But for this uh, topic here, we're gonna talk about your personal branding as a leader. Uh, leader as an entrepreneur, leader as a rising executive in an organization, leader as a CEO and a thought leader in your industry. When we think about a couple of key terms, one being sales, one being marketing, one being branding, uh, we can think about sales as that uh, element of closing the deal, right? The revenue generation component of your business. And that's very, very important. Uh, the lifeblood of any organization is the actual acquiring of a client or customer. Uh, so certainly very important, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about some of those things that support and underpin uh, a great sales process. You then move to marketing. And you think about marketing in terms of audience growth. You think of marketing in terms of lead generation marketing. You think about marketing in terms of product launches and uh, PR and promotion right? So you want to create that awareness of who you are and what you do. And all those good things roll up into a great marketing strategy. What we're going to talk about today is the area of branding. And branding has a lot more to do with the relationship that you're trying to develop with a target audience, right? How do you want people in a certain demographic to view you, to understand who you are, what you do, why you matter, and most importantly, why they should trust you. And so as we talk about personal branding from the standpoint of uh, an individual that may be a CEO uh, of an organization, a rising executive, an entrepreneur, uh, a sales professional, we're all trying to achieve a couple things uh, that are very, very clear and distinct. Number one is you wanna create uniqueness. People wanna be in business with people that are bringing different ideas, innovative ideas. Uh, unique ways of thinking about and solving problems. The second is you want to build trust, right? You want to create an authentic brand to where people understand that what you promote is tightly aligned with what you will deliver. There's not a distance between those two. It's, in a sense, your brand promise, right? What is that promise that you're making to employees? What is that promise that you're making to shareholders? What is that promise that you're making to future clients? And then the third pillar is we want to be engaged enough, authentic enough to create more and better opportunities. At the end of the day, any of the work that we're doing, if it doesn't net itself to a business result, then it's not something that we're going to sustain. So let's dig in for a little bit and think about uh, brands and, and personal branding in particular. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story and, and then we'll we'll dive into a few details, but when I was a first-time CEO, uh, very, very young, I was 30, 36 when I became a CEO of a technology company called iCubed. And uh, we had a great run and, and grew and exited that business and all of those good things. But I had a marketing firm come in and talk to us about thought leadership. And I'm embarrassed to say that I literally laugh them out of our offices. I grew up as a sales professional, I grew up dialing for dollars. I grew up building relationships, selling a product, communicating that product's uh, value uh, and trying to get the order and get the win. I grew up in a mindset and the mentality, a mentality, ABC, always be closing. And here's this marketing firm comes in and talking to me about being a thought leader in the space. And it seems so abstract, so soft, so fluffy uh, that I couldn't really get my head around it. Uh, in that in that in, in that time in my professional career, I wasn't mature enough to understand the long term implications of building a brand. And so one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about it now is because I got it wildly wrong uh, many, many years ago. And it took me a lot of time, effort and energy to kind of figure it out and then build that that fabric to where it's a part of what I do every day. When we think about personal branding and let's start with pillar number one, it will be five pillars that we'll talk about today. Uh, And number one is building trust. There's a handful of ways that you can build trust. And a lot of us, when we're going to buy something, we're going to use a consultant. When we're going to uh, find somebody to be a realtor for our home, we're going to buy a car. Any of the things we do, a personal referral from a friend is one of the highest levels of trust when we go to a new restaurant, right? Because we've already established value in that friendship and we already established that we don't think that friend will do us wrong. And so we psychologically put a higher level of value on a recommendation from a friend or a trusted colleague. That allows us to go into that new business environment or that new experience with a higher degree of trust. We wanna establish that same kind of business framework in the personal branding space. And you as an individual cannot give yourself credibility. You as an individual cannot give yourself authority. And so what you want to do is look at the ways that you can build trust and authority in a business environment. And that has to do with how do you broadcast what you know, why it matters, and how it can impact the bottom line for the clients and the prospects that may choose you. And so I'm very big on things like being active in networking on LinkedIn and the digital platform, on posting, on having a social media presence, on having a point of view, right? On the business ideas, concepts, and challenges of the day so that people can get to know you before they even ever meet with you. A lot of times today, one of the big changes is that you don't really have as many opportunities to sell to someone because you're being selected or deselected based on your digital presence. People are doing their research more than ever. So then what is out there in the digital sphere about you that shares with a potential client the critical answers or elements to their questions before they would even know to call, for example, recently I received a note um, over LinkedIn and it was the managing partner, of the professional services firm, a good sized organization, 400 plus folks, multimillion dollar organization, um, very well known in, in our region. And reached out and said, Don, I'd love to have a cup of coffee with you and anybody that you think makes sense. Uh, at Walk West, uh, the marketing agency that you are the board chair. And it was just a simple it was a simple note. And uh, I reached out to the individual and and number one thanked them for uh, thinking of us, which uh, I'm always very humble and appreciative of people that any firm that I'm a part of that they consider us because I think if we're considered and get that opportunity to be in front of you, uh, then we'll win uh, our share of the opportunity. But anyway, uh, I asked the gentleman, I said, out of all the folks you could talk to, Right, what made giving me a call? uh, The firms I represent. What? Why did you call us? And simply put, uh, gentleman said, I've been following you for about a year now, and I very much appreciate the quality of content that you share, and I feel like you have your client interest right at top of mind in everything that you're doing. And so, one of the things that was really compelling about that conversation, and I appreciated the compliment. Was that the thought leadership pieces, the brand that I've developed over a period of years, impacted the sales cycle in a positive way in that the what I like to use the term as veto, very important top officer, very important top officer of this firm reached out directly to say we'd like to learn more. And so that's a small but powerful because this could be a six figure opportunity. this could be a lot of different things. It's very, very important to understand. That your brand often enters the room with decision makers before you even know you're being talked about and in rooms and doors you don't even know about. And so that brand power, that brand authority is something that you have to build over time. And here's one of the things that I encourage folks to think about what makes you unique? What do you do? better than anyone else, and what is the link between what you do and the value that it creates to your clients. So when you are writing that blog, when you are on a podcast or create a podcast of your own, when you write that ebook, when you write that article that gets published in a local business journal, you want to be thinking about conveying a message that's very simple. What do I do that is unique and different? What do I do in providing the value? that links to the business outcome my clients need? And if you can answer that question powerfully, it's going to give you a platform to develop content, a platform to develop thought process and thinking that you want to share with the world to find not every client, but the clients that are meant to work for and with you. So the first thing is establishing that trust and competence that we talked about. And then the second thing to think about is controlling your own personal narrative right? And this is more in that personal branding. And this is, think about it from the standpoint of you're a sales professional. Okay. Well, there's a lot of people trying to sell people a lot of things. And what you don't want to do or sound like is everyone else. As a high-level sales professional, you want to build a brand as a trusted advisor. You want to build a brand as someone that, yes, you will sell them technology. You will sell them professional services, But really, you are a business advisor trying to create a powerful and unique fit between what your firm does and the business needs of the organizations and clients that you serve. And so when someone is taking an appointment with you, realize as a sales professional, they're doing two things. They're going to the website and they're researching your firm. And that matters. But they're going to LinkedIn. They're going on the net and they're researching you as an individual. Because you're going to be the representation of the business that they select. And so I think that is vitally important, right? Whether you're in sales, whether you're an entrepreneur that's starting a business, you're looking at going out and getting funding. Everyone's going to centralize around the idea and the business and the brand of the corporation. But it's always going to fall back on you as the individual because you are the one that is going to be the personal representation of the business's brand promise. You're going to be the prob- the promise keeper. And as a promise keeper, you got to make sure that people know what you stand for, why you matter, and how you're going to help them win. So first, we talk about establishing trust and how do you uh, basically reduce the risk of working with you, right? Because your brand is strong, your authority matters, and you've communicated that in the market. The second... Pillar is we talked about controlling your own narrative, the fact that people are going to do research. People are going to look on the web and what are they going to find when they want to do research on you and your firm? And the third component is we talked about a couple of different roles and how having a a powerful personal brand accelerates the value per role. We talked about the role of a sales professional. Let's now look at if you're inside an organization, a large organization. Remember this um, as a thought process. People want to do business with experts in their field. How do you create expert status in your field? You write about it. How do you create expert status in your field? You build innovative ideas, methodologies, and approaches based on the experience that you have in a particular field. Let me give a couple of real world examples. Early in my career in sales as a business leader, as a first-time CEO, was in the technology space, working with engineers, computer scientists, working with heavy manufacturing organizations like Lockheed Martin, John Deere, Boeing, right? some of the largest global firms, and helping them manage right, their data, protecting it, growing it, scaling it, sharing it across a global theater. I then pivoted in another evolution, if you will, of my career and my um, kind of corporate identity that continues to change and grow. Uh, I was the CEO of a marketing firm. And so I was very focused on branding, on lead generation, on promotion, on advertising, on creating a visual identity for clients that we were working with. Now looking at, if you will, phase three, Some could call me, I had a friend say, hey, Dr. DEI, and I'm in the culture business, in diversity, equity, and inclusion. And how do we link, right, growing a powerful and high-quality culture, and how does that link to a sustainable revenue, profitability, growth strategy within organizations? Well, I'm the same guy, right? Relatively speaking, right? I'm a serial entrepreneur. I want to grow businesses. I want to build high-performing teams. All those things are a through line and thread. But in each one of those industries, each one of those roles that I had, I had to take finite amounts of time to develop an expert point of view, to take work and education and results delivered to clients and build that into a branding story So that people could trust me, that people over time wanted me to come speak on those topics so that as I became a speaker, an author, a thought leader, a podcaster, now all of a sudden when people were hearing the sound of my voice and I was saying things that helped them win in their particular industry, they started to now add to the authority that I had because I had examples and case studies. But you don't build a brand by keeping your successes hidden under a rock. Most entrepreneurs that I know are humble. They believe tremendously in self, but they're not necessarily looking at bragging on themselves. Don't think of building your personal brand as bragging. Think about it as education that's required so that the right clients find you. And you've got to put that right level of education out there. And so, anyway, number one, building trust. Number two, control the narrative. Number three, branding applies to whatever role you have, whether you're an entrepreneur, an emerging executive, whether you're a sales professional, right? Now, how do you integrate branding with expertise and then create that megaphone that you need, which will be the fourth pillar that we'll talk about, right? As an entrepreneur myself, one of the things that I use a lot uh, from a social standpoint is LinkedIn, because I think people of the social, Schools, social platforms. I still think LinkedIn has a very unique purpose. It is where business people go to collaborate. Business people go to communicate. Business people go to recognize. And it's not really noisy with political stuff, family stories, different things. It is a business-focused platform. And so I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn and encourage you as you're building your brand to do the same. Initially, Right For those that may not be as ready for for an outgoing, full-on approach, get good at commenting on things that you like. Get good at sharing things that you're learning, that you're reading. You don't have to write an article. You don't have to do this, but you want to be active in some way. So I encourage people to stair-step it. Right, First, just start by liking things that you see on LinkedIn that resonate with you. The second is add a comment of why and what you learned. Maybe something you read, maybe it's an article, maybe it's a book, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a conference you went to, but just share what you learned. And then over time, you will start to develop a higher degree of comfort with the platform and then you'll become a more higher engaged participant right in the medium. But branding is not about bragging. It is about educating people on who you are, what you do, and the results you can help them achieve. And I think in doing that, you start to build that authentic trust in places where you are not. Fifth arena, how do you leverage recognition for credibility? I've been very fortunate, um, worked hard, our team has worked hard uh, over the last couple of years to be recognized in Inc. Magazine, um, Forbes, uh, Fast Company, uh, Business North Carolina, to name a few. Uh, One of the things is I'm a regular um, guest on Carolina Business Review, which is one of the longest running television programs in North Carolina and very, very proud of of being and and humbled to be asked to do that. So over the years and working on my personal brand, I've been able to link that personal branding experience with the firms that I represent, the innovative ideas that we have, and we've won some awards but you don't win awards without applying for them. You don't win awards without learning how to put your best foot forward in a written form of explaining why you should be trusted, why you're unique and the business value that you create for clients. Awards and recognition are a tremendous value add in third party credibility. Because it's often and really more, it just makes sense, right? That what you say about you needs to be more crisp, more factual, more. This is what I've done. This is how I can help. This is why I'm different. Not even so much. This is why I'm better than someone else. I don't do that. I don't. I don't do that much. Better is so uh, subjective, right? I don't. I don't know. I'm better at marketing than someone else. What I do know is what my skills background perspective can do for you and your firm. I don't know that I'm better at the diversity movement than everyone else that is in the diversity, equity, inclusion space. What I do know is that the the diversity movement has a productized DEI journey with micro learning content, micro videos, a library of information and best practices that you can buy in a SaaS model with a global footprint. I do know that we link diversity, equity, inclusion to the financial outcomes of the business. I am an expert on what we do and how it helps clients win in the marketplace. I'll leave it to others to determine who's better. And I also think that's where it does get into bragging a little bit. I'm better than this. I'm number one. I That's what I don't really have a lot of expertise in. So I leave that to the side. What we do want to do Is create the educational information in the digital space that allows people to do their research to understand what you do why it matters and how it can help them and then finally apply for awards again and again because that third-party credibility matters it is helpful when somebody reads my bio and it says 2023 ey entrepreneur of the year for the southeast that phrase from that award says so much more about me than I could if I had a thousand words. Because people want to be in business with experts. They want to be in business with winners because it de-risks their decision. And so you've got to do everything you can with the skills you have to portray the best possible positioning statement for you and your firm and for you as an individual answering those fundamental questions that we've talked about again and again, which is why you are unique why you should be trusted, and how you can create better opportunities for the folks that engage you. I'm a big fan of personal branding. Uh, Over a decade ago, I laughed some folks out of my office that were talking about it, and today I am the poster child for it. I think that it is a worthwhile investment. I think that those that put the time, effort, and energy in really figuring out how to craft that uh, branding identity for themselves as an individual, Are going to see significant dividends, whether you're inside the enterprise, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a sales professional, whether you're on the marketing side. That branding allows you to have that authority perspective and allows you to serve and help clients better because they can clearly understand and believe that brand promise that you portray. I really appreciate you all taking time, effort, and listening today. I hope this information, this perspective was very valuable. If you want to learn more, Uh, Simply go to DonaldThompson.com. We have additional information, insight, uh, podcasts on various topics. Follow me on LinkedIn. uh, And if I can be of help to you, please let me know. Because my goal personally at this point in my career is I still have some goals and things that I'm chasing. But one of the things that's most important is that the information and insight that I've developed over the years, that it's shared with others. And to the degree that I can do that here today and help someone else think about winning in a new way, uh, I want to do it. DT over and out. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on High Octane Leadership with Donald Thompson. Today's episode is a step in our collective journey towards leadership excellence. Remember, every story we share and every insight we gain is a piece in the puzzle of our leadership journey. For more insight and detail, hit the subscribe button so that we can stay connected for deeper information and more episodes, go to donaldthompson.com. Continue to lead with vision and purpose. And until we meet again, embrace your role as a high octane leader in the ever evolving world of business.